sir. Probably, I have to say, my all-time favorite band name. <laughs> the Butthole Surfers, man. <laughs> yeah, dude. You can't beat the 90s, dude. Dude, does it get better than the Butthole Surfers, man? <laughs> that is awesome. No, no, they became a one-hit wonder just so people would know the Butthole Surfers. Pure genius. Because, you know, you everybody knows that song, <clears throat> which I commend you. Did you pick that after I sent you the docket? No, I didn't. I don't even why. I don't even know why you're saying that. Well, the band is named Pepper. Or the song is named Pepper. Sorry. Yeah. And on the docket, we're talking about Pepper X. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Uh, that just came up on my playlist. And, uh, How fun. We, we are too. simpatico. That's what it is. Uh, it came up on the playlist. Pepper, the butthole surfers. That is a weird song, man. Like, it goes so through weird. some wild changes. And how did that end up being a pop song? I have no idea, but that was really the 90s, only in the 90s, you know what I mean? Like that that like sums up just like the mood, the angst, the confusion, the you know? There was the it reminded me of this one song where it's like move upside, let the man go through, let the man go through through. And uh it's I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, it's a weird one. I I wish I had the uh I wish I had it available. Uh I'm just the the 90s for some reason you were still at that time able to get away with weirdo music and then it somehow entered the stream and maybe this is where like maybe these one hit wonders of this time were like CIA alphabet letter bands created to like infuse us with their mind control ooh could be you know what i'm saying i i could see a little bit of that element at play here no, because I figured like a bunch of CIA guys would be sitting around, and like one guy's like, "What about butthole surfers, Jim?" Every time we have to come up with a name, you bring up butthole. Stop it already! Nobody's gonna believe it. <laughs> you know? Well, butthole surfers—that isn't that like um, a euphemism for something? Uh, is like, isn't it like a gay thing, or uh, maybe even a pornographic thing? Everything's pornographic. Is it? <laughs> well, you know, like Steely Dan. Uh, it's named after, I believe, what maybe a T.S. Eliot book. Uh, it's um, Steely Dan is a famous dildo in a book. No. Yes, sir. Steely Dan is named after a dildo. Holy <laughs> shit, dude! That is, you are, dude. I knew you were gay. People, he has, Frank has officially kicked that door down. There is no door to even put back up on the closet. He has come out. How the fuck did you know butthole surfing was a thing? Well, you know, listen, you know, sound out the word in your mind there. We're going butthole. I, I, and, I thought uh, it was just we're... like they thought it was funny, you know? Like, I thought it was going to be like a surfing term where, like, you know, the waves do a spiral. We call it surfing the butthole. You know, I, something weird. I believe... But- that it's <laughs> what is it? What, explain to our audience. Please. Oh, I, I'm trying to figure it out, but the um, they were a group of homosexual butt buddies. This is the this is their talk, not mine. Group of homosexual butt buddies who formed a punk rock band. Oh, so they themselves were gay fellas. They were butt buddies. Yeah, meaning like 
they just fucked, but they weren't like exclusive. All right, okay, and and they were. That's what butthole surfing is. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out, but I can't. I can't find everything. I'm finding is about the oh. <laughs> butthole surfing is is people who slide down banister rails. <laughs> Slide down the bed of the rail with your butt first. <laughs> oh man. This is the song I was talking about with the move upside. The Super Bonbon. Do you remember the Super Bonbon? No. It's really weird. You know, you got the deep bass and uh it was just like two guys hanging out. This was like a hit on the Q101 alternative rock station in the Chicagoland area back in the day, man. It sounds like a Q101. This was, this was the big time. See, he's just saying the same thing over and over again. All right, it has yeah, great. This was the time where you could just be weird to be weird, you know. And it worked. You could get a little bit of fame. Uh, you could also just be banging your buddy one, you know, once in a while, and then and just butthole surfing and. Uh, <laughs> Well, that was enlightening. I, I had no idea. I assumed the butthole surfer to be a thing, and it is. And uh, I, I feel like, um, you know, more worldly now that I am aware of these kind of things. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I still celebrate that band, I guess. The gay fellas there over at the butthole surfers. And I uh, enjoy that song. I, do they have any other good songs? I don't really know much about those, uh, those dudes. Uh, I wasn't even... I didn't even look. All right. You, they you... lost me at gay. <laughs> no, <I'm> <laughs> <kidding>. <laughs> I take back every good thing I said about that song. <clears throat> <laughs> we left off last episode where you were just dying to tell us about some sort of ebony alert that is now upon us that I have never heard of. Uh, we don't oh, have anything dude. like that here in... Colorado. I don't know if you've ever been to Boulder or Denver, Colorado. Uh, we don't even know how to spell the word ebony in these uh, parts of the country. Oh, if you guys put on ebony, or, uh, ebony alert, everybody in the state would look around. And be, they lost Jim? No. that would, black <laughs> It would mean we lost Coach Prime. And they would shut down. Oh, yeah. The state would shut down if we lost Coach Prime, dude. The, we thrive <laughs> on the Prime, baby. Oh, yeah, I have to. But no, dude, in <laughs> California. Of course, Governor Newsom yes. signed into law. Oh yeah, new alert system to help find missing black person. Wow! Because <laughs> apparently, oh my god, <laughs> this is beautiful. <laughs> this is so racist. That sentence is so racist. It's so racist. We're not going to worry so about Chinese, Mexican, <laughs> nothing. And then, and then, like their justification is. Well, the Amber Alert is only for individuals 17 and younger. Uh, the Ebony, Ebony Alert will be black people from 12 to 25. So if you're 12 years old and you go missing, if you're a white kid, it's just an Amber Alert. Nobody can, don't, don't even pay attention. Nobody bothers. That's right. But if you're black, we put out an Ebony Alert. Wow. Just the, just the fact that it's called an Ebony Alert. 
Oh, God. This is... We have jumped the shark on this one. Well, Gavin Newsom is obviously going to run for president next year. He has just signed a torrent of ridiculous bills that has probably set back race relations in California 200 years. I can only assume. I mean, yes. Now you guys have your own alerts? Their own alerts. They're getting reparations. Everything favors black people. Like, they're having their own graduations. Pretty soon they're going to get their own their own schools, their own drinking fountains. My thing, my obsession with this stuff, like the $10,000 Jared Polis signed away for every black business owner who wants to open a dispensary here in Colorado. I don't care about me or any of the other white people, all right? Let's just take us out of the picture. You're still being so fucking racist to all the other races, dude. There's so many other ethnic groups of people that you are immediately excluding from your proposal to bring business into the state because they are not black. Dude, that is, it's just the, the so worst, racist. I mean, the most appalling thing is like the Japanese and the Chinese. Like they were slaves too. We locked up the gener- the, the <laughs> Japanese. Within a lifetime ago. George Takai is still alive. He's still happening. He's still tweeting like a Rob Reiner out there. He's just off his He's still crying about it. (laughs) But I guess rightfully so. I don't know. I mean, you know, he's the only race I guess we imprisoned in the last 80, 100 years. He he complains every day and nobody cares. Everybody tells him to shut up. (laughs) All you guys complaining about reparations and everything. It wasn't even you that was a slave. Yeah, it's, it's amazing to me. Just, you know, we've historically, just unfortunately, treated many groups ethnically, you know, people in in kind of poor ways. We took advantage as a country of a lot of people. And most of us here now probably on some level have ties to that advantage taking. You know what I'm saying? But none of us are asking for reparations. None of us are asking for the 10 grand to open the dispensary. Although Jared Polis, if you're listening... I'll take ten grand to open up a dispensary. All right, right here, right now. I'll do it, baby. But why would you just pick one group? There's so many other groups of people, like Native Americans. You're not gonna offer ten grand to the Native Americans? Nothing. I mean, plus we're talking California here. I bet you there's more Latinos going missing than black. Definitely, man. Right? Absolutely. I don't know, dude. It just seems very racist to have an ebony alert. That you call it? I mean, we're going to have a a Latin alert? Yes, let's make it fair. We'll get the yellow alert for the Asians. You were all thinking it. The problem is, every time the Latino alert goes off, everybody starts doing the salsa. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) It's actually La Cucaracha. That's the alert, right? (laughs) But just to be fair, if an Italian goes missing, they play the Godfather theme song. Stop yourself. Nobody cares if an Italian goes. I know, yeah. Nobody cares about Italians anymore, man. (laughs) Is that a Christopher Columbus statue? Throw it in the river! (laughs) Uh, It's terrible. Everybody hates the Italians. Uh, uh, Wow, we got the Ebony Alert. I'm a huge fan. I gotta say. I really enjoy everything. You know, the the further California goes down that route, uh, you know the more I foresee where Colorado is heading and I have, you know, kind of like a future sixth sense of uh, what to avoid, you know, uh, it's, we're, it's we're already so looking, we're getting out of here. It's over. <laughs> you, you have to, it's just anybody listening, it's worth it to go read these articles. So one of the things they're talking about, 
it's it's like a really skewed statistic. And like one of the reasons they have a lot of problems with like uh quote unquote kidnapping in the black community versus the white community. You have it a lot in the white community too. Yeah. But like ninety eight percent of all kidnappings in America are like the dad doesn't have custody and he takes the kid. Wow. That's crazy. Right? That's, yeah. Think about it. That is like every kid dude, come on. You hear about it on the news if a kid gets kidnapped. But it yeah. it happens there's there's kidnappings every day. It's parents. You know? You know, like a mom who lost the kid steals it from the foster kid or whatever. Right, or whatever. yeah. That makes it's, sense. It's it's usually the the uh, biological parents. Uh and one of the problems they have is there's a lot of not allowed to say it, <laughs> but, but oh, yeah. there's a very high single motherhood rate in the black community, and you run into a lot All of right. these issues. That makes you sense. Lo- you run into issues where, like, grandma took the kid away from the mom, and now the mom's filing, you know? Well, I mean... <laughs> but now we're going to put out an ebony alert, you know what I mean? This is so absurd. I just it's, think it's and, racist. And I just to, don't get it. Am I, I supposed can't. to care more now? Like the alarm on my phone goes off. I say, like, uh, it's just an Amber Alert. Oh shit! No, this is an Ebony Alert. Let me actually look for this, this uh, silver Nissan. This is what I'm saying. Uh, it's just uh, inherently racist to just identify one group as this group that we're going to be really concerned about or offer all this money to. It should be insulting if you're that group. Number one, you should feel insulted by your government. Yeah, that sure. they are identifying you amongst all other ethnic groups in this country. You are the ones that need government assistance. What do they call it? The soft bigotry of low expectations. Oh, that is beautiful. It's, it's a soft bigotry of low expectations. It's you have such low expectations of these people. Oh, you black people are going missing all the time and you can't find each other. We'll put out a special alert for you. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like so condescending. Uh, so it, it's wokeism, right? This is woke culture to the max. This is politicized oh, yeah. woke culture. That's what we're seeing. Uh, I was listening to Adam Carolla's show. Did you see Cheryl Osborne was on there? No, I didn't listen to that one. I did, and I found it fascinating because she was a recent victim. We're all goldfish. We forget. She got kicked off of that talk show she was on because she defended Pierce oh, Morgan because Pierce Morgan right. got canceled for allegedly saying racist things about Meghan Merkel. Remember that? That's right. That wasn't racist. He said the same shit we say. It's, they just didn't like you. We said she was a talentless hack. That's what we said. <laughs> yes. yes. So Osborne got kicked off of the show she was on, I guess, for like 10 years or something. It was one of those view shows. I never watched it or really heard much about it. Uh, and she was on Adam Carolla, and she discussed the experience of, of basically kind of getting cornered on the show or, you know, kind of getting screwed over. And it just kind of, uh, I found it very interesting to get an inside view of what it's like for these people on these shows and how they have someone in their headset always talking to them in their ear. And she, it's just interesting hearing how, uh, how TV really plays out, man. It, you know, the, I, I feel like people don't see how fake it really is. For sure. The when the you do live TV, you have a feed in your ear and your showrunner is in your ear. 
mm-hmm. from the beginning of the show to the end. You never do one segment without being told segment starts, segment ends, apologize for what you've just said. They talk you through everything. So you were my, being asked to apologize in your IFB? I had nobody in my ear. The first time in ten and a half years, there was nobody in my ear. They cooked it. They cooked it. And then we went to break, and I stood up. I said, what the f*** is going on? Cheryl Underwood turned her ass to me and had her finger in her ear that she was talking to the showrunner. And I'm just looking at all the other people on the show going, what the f*** is happening? And they're all going, we don't know. Is at the time of the height of um, Black Lives Matter. I won't put it down because it it has brought change. The people that ran it in this particular state weren't honest people financially. So they took a lot of money. It didn't go where it was meant to go. I got involved in that because my husband gave them a lot of money. Oh, really? A lot of money. How much is a lot of money? $900,000. Wow. Woo! Couldn't get to be fair, he thought they were bets. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, dude. Yeah. That's the clip right there. I I found it so interesting that these people, like the ladies on The View, and every show you watch, Anderson Cooper, Sean Hannity, Rachel Maddow, every single human being talking to you on the screen with their opinion, it's not their opinion. They're being coached in real time by someone on the other side of a microphone with an earpiece in their ear. It's all fabricated. It's all scripted. And if you ever go off script, they fire you like Don Lemon. You remember we played the clip of Don Lemon and he was like telling the guy in his ear to shut up? Oh, that's right. And he started accusing Vivek Ramashwamer Ding Dong. Remember? I think it was Ramashwamer Ding Dong. No, remember he argued with the chick on the show? What did he say? He argued with the chick, but... No, remember, he got canceled because he said women are in their prime in their 20s. That was one of them, and then maybe the icing on the cake was... I think it was uh, Ramashwarma. He was on there, and they got into a little tiff about racism, and... I think Don Lemon accused him of, like, not understanding what racism in this country is like. And Ramadamalingdong said, you know, I am kind of uh, an Indian guy, first generation, who's probably experienced, <laughs> you know, racism in this country, right? So A little bit. I, I think it was Ramadamalingdong. I must have the clip somewhere on here. Either way, I found this so fascinating because how quickly we forget how bizarre the summer of love of 2020 was. We were locked down from this insane situation that has never occurred in our lifetimes. And we were heading into an election, man. And they were letting the streets just burn with protests because it was okay for, because of Black Lives Matter. And on top of it, think of all the careers that were ruined. It was crazy. Think about, think about all the careers that were born. Abram X. Kendi, dude, he would not exist. It's true. And, I mean, right. we could argue now, maybe, possibly, uh, do we see a future where Kyle Rittenhouse is a celebrity on some level?
because it just looks bad. <laughs> yeah, you don't want him to be a celebrity. You know? I was thinking more like he has his own news program on Newsmax or whatever. Because it's no different than like when they celebritize a hog, David Hogg. You know what I mean? Like well, it's, it's gross that you guys do. What yeah, you but do David Hogg, come on! The dude's dad is FBI. We still have zero clear clarification on where David Hogg was when the shooting took place. All right, at Parkland, right? Is that where uh, the Parkland school? He, he, there, he's on video saying he was both at home and came to the scene and there at the scene in the classroom. He, he is, he said both stories that we. I believe David Hogg was never at school that day. His dad probably <laughs> knew it was going down. This is going to Alex Jones us, I guarantee it. I know, dude. I don't have a billion dollars, man. We need to edit this part. I'm out. telling you, man. David Hogg. Well, I just never trusted David Hogg. The dude was prepped and primed to be on TV and lead this agenda. And I've always said that this dude is going to run for office, and he, he's gonna, he, he will be the one that brings upon the end of the Second Amendment. Uh, he is, he's like Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson is really only famous because his dad died in 9-11. Uh, you could say that, yeah. You think that's what got him going? Come on! <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he's kind of funny. Come on! That was his whole act, and then that's what made him famous because everybody felt bad for him. We owe it to him. All right, I'll give it to you on that one. I, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Pete Davidson is not funny. Have you seen his stand-up? You know, Pete Davidson's funny when he makes fun of himself for being Pete yeah, Davidson. Which, which is like five minutes, and That's, then the yeah, rest of the show is But what I'll do, I'll do five minutes of Pete Davidson, yeah. Yeah, he's not that funny. <laughs> Good enough for me. Uh, well, we discussed him briefly there. We may become him here ten years from now. The compliments of David uh, Tiny Hog, but it's okay with me. Uh, Alex Jones, I got a clip. It's a quickie, but a goodie. I love throwing him out there because he's always predicting uh, apocalypses and cataclysms that end up not uh, occurring. But he's he's calling it, dude. <clears throat> no, <clears throat> no election in 2024. Society, the checkpoints. We get attacked on 9/11. Bare minimum, government stand down, prior knowledge, that all's been proven. TSA grubs our testicles, puts us in body scanners. They set up a huge intelligence network, which the FBI director just gave a speech yesterday down in San Diego to the police association. I got the video and transcripts right here, and he said, oh, yeah, it's unprecedented extremist and our own right-wing domestic groups are the main threat. Non-existent right-wing terror groups. I mean, it's like finding a unicorn. With a leprechaun riding it. <laughs> and so much so that if you find a right wing extremist group, half of them are federal agents. Did you? That is guaranteed. Dude, Patriot Front was back on TV the other day. What, they were agents too? <laughs> the U Haul guys, man. You yeah, remember? They did they finally get out of the U Haul? They got out and they were marching. I saw a video on X, formerly known as Twitter. They were marching across some bridge. <laughs> they all had the they had this the khakis on and the the blue shirts <laughs> and the, the white face mask dude come on we know it's the feds we like everybody <laughs> knows you guys are feds it's no secret it's it's hilariously stupid yeah nobody's buying it all right i'm gonna continue down this I, he has a little parting music that i really enjoy target is ready for this so they can cancel the election coming up 
war will cancel the election. That's where we are. All these governments are weak, but a huge group of wars will keep them in power. So they're all working together to trigger this. Yeah, I love that music. Alex Jones, he's always so intense. I really enjoy his program, honestly. He, it's you know, entertaining. I typically don't have uh, like three and a half hours to dedicate to that kind of, you know, maniacal insanity, but he is fun uh, in snippets and right there. I enjoy his take. Cancel the election over World War Three. Good possibility, right? Maybe, I don't know. The reason I'm going to go grain of salt here, maybe even chunk of salt, is we played a clip of Alex Jones about two months ago where he said, 2024 election would be canceled because of COVID and they're starting it uh, a month ago. So, uh, you know, <laughs> you know yeah, Alex Jones, I love the guy. Honestly, he's predicted a lot of stuff. Gay frogs, for sure. Vaccine rollouts. I, I'm going to give him credit for that one. I'm going to say that he needs to kind of dial it back on the doomsday predictions, you know, and maybe give us a longer shot, you know, like <laughs> down the road. Maybe it'll be combo, though. We have no idea what's going to unfold over the next 12 months from this see, point I actually, forward. To be honest with you, I don't think he's that far-fetched. I, on the other hand, think you're going to see an election. I think there's going to be a lot of people that go to the ballot and there's only one name. Oh, that is bone-chilling, my man. Yeah, I think that's more what we're headed towards. Oh, we're gonna, oh, we're gonna have an election, but look, nobody, nobody's even qualified except Joe Biden. And that makes a lot of that Jordan Kepler thing even worse. Like they're For gloating sure. and mocking, and you know, really just almost orgasming over this idea that who that Donald Trump will be the nominee, but he's not going to be allowed on the ballot. I mean, it should. Ju the fact that all these indictments come out within 18 months of the election. <laughs> you know what I, I mean? Know. Like, I none know. of you had your case ready before this. None of you wanted to wait till after. That alone is election interference. Man, here in Colorado, I mean, they are <clears throat> seriously making a major push to get his name stricken from the ballot. It's pretty shocking. And it makes me think that they're concerned about how Colorado's going to vote in this election. And, man, you do that to enough swing states. If you could get Wisconsin to take him off, if you could get Colorado, I mean, I think right there you win. That's right. Georgia, I totally agree. You yeah. could probably get Georgia. They probably, you know? yeah, absolutely. I think they're going to get, I think each state he's being currently indicted in, they will successfully get him off the ballot. And then how are you going to say that's a fair election? I think that's what you're more looking at. Maybe that's what they want, right? Maybe Soros, Klaus Schwab, World Economic Forum, the Committee of 300, right? The Illuminati. Maybe they truly want the public to see what a farce the American election system is to the point that it boils over into just chaos and mayhem in the streets and, and just, you know, the MAGA people go berserk. They got to enforce the martial law. Biden brings in the troops. They round up everybody who voted for Trump or didn't vote for Biden. Who, what happens if it's just Biden for president then? How's that even possible? They always have third-party options. And that, that maybe that's where you get your Kennedy. No, but that's why I think you're not even going to have Because, look, they're not going to let him on the back. So they'll come, up with, they'll come up with some other bullshit, right? They are really uh, trying to get Kennedy out of it, man. It's, it's going to be Joe Biden and then, like, the Green Party. 
All right. <laughs> you know, I look forward to our future leader, Ralph Nader. I'm really excited about Ralph Nader. Oh, I'd give anything for a Ralph. I'd give anything for a Ross Perot right now. Take a Nader. I'll take um, anyone other other than Biden. That's a creepy scenario. I got to say it. I don't think that happens only because it's so much easier for them to just close the polling stations down at 10 o'clock, put tape and newspaper over the windows, lock everybody out, and then allow all the Biden votes to pile up so they can just, you know, jack up that score, right? Between, you know, somewhere around 2 a.m., they just jack that score right up, and then uh, Biden wins, landslide. I was thinking about, like, why don't they just kill him? And I think maybe they're afraid of uh, if they don't kill him. Like, if you try and then you don't kill him, and then now he just comes out and starts starts talking. Are you are you talking about uh, killing? Uh, you're talking about um, Trump getting whacked by the CIA. If you really believe Hitler is about to win the primary for the Republican Party, and Hitler is going to be a candidate for president, nobody's going to take a shot at Hitler. We're all just going to stand by and watch. Hitler walk in? I honestly, I always circle around to this. It's so weird to bring it up, which is, I can't shake the feeling Trump is part of the system and he's working in cahoots with this kind of division. It's all meant to keep everybody fighting against each other. You know, he's making money either way. And, you know, it's just kind of, they all seem to be in this game together there's uniparty and you know i told you that's why i don't that's why i don't want him because they want him to be the candidate they really do between biden yes they do absolutely that's why i want fucking kennedy to win because i want them i want the guy to win to be the guy they don't want bring me desanctimonious oh yeah what happened to desanctimonious he's like not even in the news anymore he fell below nikki haley that's rough he needs to pass another anti-gay bill or something. Get the news cycle rolling in his favor. Have you tried getting, I don't know, black lesbian? <laughs> <laughs> they seem to be doing the trick nowadays. Have you looked into checking some boxes there, Mr. DeSantis? <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, um, our political institutions are in clear disarray, and this is a you know, uh, from last week, Mike, you sent it to me, and I had been dying to uh, toss it out there. And I think it kind of gives you an idea of where we are as a country, where we are at politically, maybe where we are at as an institution and constitutionally, and I think we are uh, potentially done. Uh, here we go. This is my favorite <laughs> clip of the year. I'm not going to lie. Favorite clip of the entire year. This is the winner. This is fake Fetterman. You all should need to know that America is not sending their best and brightest, you know, to Washington, D.C. Yes. Like, sometimes, sometimes you literally just can't believe, like, you know, these people are making the decisions that are, you know, determining the, the government here. It's, it's, it's actually scary to yeah, it's scary. You were brain dead three months ago. <laughs> Yo, all right. So, Mike, you sent this uh, text to me <laughs> a few days back. This is an older clip. I think it's from like Thursday, maybe. 
But, um, you know, it was Fetterman on there, and I, I, I implore everyone to go check it out. Anyone who's a fan of this guy, he is a, a rising star, I assume, in the Democratic Party. You said something along the lines of, this This guy's fake, right? This is an actor, right? This is clearly an actor. It doesn't even look like him, man. Remember two weeks ago when they tried to change the rules so Fetterman could walk in in That's fucking right. basketball shorts? Yeah. Two brains had to put on a suit. Dude, there's something up with this new Fetterman. <laughs> I think Fetterman stroked out and died, and they just <laughs> brought out this actor. That could be, man. That, that's a quite a miraculous recovery there. They did have, I don't know if you paid attention, I, I watched a little bit more of the interview, but he had his computer laptop screen or iPad screen out in front of him. I don't know if you noticed it. It was like on the uh, desk there, Stephen Colbert's yeah, desk. But, but here's my problem, right? And you know who this really made, this was really bad for uh, Joe Biden? Because you can make fun of John Fetterman, and if you watch right-wing media, You'll see nothing but clips of John Fetterman. You will think he's brain dead, you know? Oh, yeah. But then you go watch him on one of the jimmies. You actually watch him for a few minutes, and he has, you're like, okay, he's got some issues, but he's there, you know? His brain is there. I have, I have watched hours of Joe Biden at this point. I have not seen two minutes where I'm like, yeah, this man is fully there. <laughs> Dude, you got to watch clips of Biden when he was running as VP in 2012. Oh, it's terrible. No, no, the comparison. It's it is weird. Terrible. It's really weird. And it reminds me of 2020 when it was just so obvious his decline compared to even him in 2016, right? Absolutely. When you compare it, you can definitely see the and the dude. Just the difference between twenty twenty and now is r- ridiculous. I forgot what clip I was watching, and I literally thought it was him ten years ago. Yeah, and it was probably you're saying it was just twenty twenty. <laughs> it was twenty twenty. I mean, he is he is just getting worse exponentially well it depends if it's him actually you're seeing or one of the actors i am promising you there are doubles playing biden at this point it's so obvious you cannot deny it i know you keep saying that and i do believe you and I, well it's not even like whether or not you believe it's for sure they have but i mean for big events oh i'm not opposed to it to be totally honest i actually think you know, I would rather the president be having a secret meeting with Xi Jinping and, you know, overseas over some geopolitical, you know, intense war-like issues, right? Rather than doing the Easter Bunny hop-along on the lawn, you know, on That's Sunday afternoon. So, yeah, send the double to do the posing with the Easter Bunny on the lawn, and Melania's there, uh, you know? See, I was thinking the opposite. Perfect. Have the real Joe Biden, the brain dead Joe Biden, go hunt for Easter eggs with the kids. Oh, and then send yeah. Send the actor <laughs> over to China. Oh, yeah. Well, I was thinking Trump versus Biden. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you want to reverse those. I don't think Trump had a double. No, I, I don't think you could have a double. That's why I really, Trump. you know, looking the further we descend down this horrid 
experience of the Joe Biden build back better experience. <laughs> I I long for the days of having just a president who was just I don't know, pissed off, man. And you I mean you knew it was him on that podium. Nobody else would talk like that. But is there anything I mean, more Frank, it would have taken him 4 years just to audition for the actor. It doesn't look anything like me. <laughs> Dude. Take a look around. Take a look around you when you're in traffic or when you're doing a job. Is there anything more American than being pissed off and wanting to defend your side and fight for, you know, your argument? And, like, just Trump was just such an American, man. He just, like, I don't know. He had that energy. Yeah, good call. Whether you like the guy or not, he just kind of is very American, man. Like, he, he very much represents our culture. Well, yeah, he doesn't exercise. He eats fast food regularly, drinks two liters of Diet Coke. And that's an American. Yes, and he's in your face and bombastic, and he's an asshole, and he cuts you off in traffic, and he flips you the bird, tells you to go fuck your mother. You know what I mean? Like, and then he, and then uh, maybe New Yorker. You know what? If your mom's hot enough, maybe he goes over and fucks your mother. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the kind of guy Trump was. <laughs> oh, don't worry, he'll pay her off afterwards. <laughs> and then he'll refer to her as a dog twenty years later. <laughs> <laughs> And the funniest part, the worst part of the whole interaction after all those years, will be taking that money from Michael Cohen. <laughs> that was the worst interaction in that whole thing. <laughs> He's in some trial today, or something, and uh, I was reading, it was, I think, CNN. They had this whole thing about it, and how, you know, unfortunately, star witness Michael Cohen wouldn't be present at the testimony oh, or God, whatever. Dude, he- He's just on some island right now with uh, Liz Cheney, Adam Kissinger, yes. you know, all these fucking... <laughs> oh, and that island is called Harvard. Dude, you're not kidding, man. I literally, like, looked at it for so long. I'm like, star witness? Star? Is Michael Cohen a star? I really don't think so, man. I would never label Michael Cohen a star. <laughs> What a joke of a man. Oh, what uh, he's a pathetic loser. He sold out his the, boss. Wasn't that, wasn't that the tweet? The guy, like, literally turns on Trump. It's his lawyer turning on him. And Trump tweets out, if anybody's looking for a lawyer, I wouldn't hire Michael Yeah, because he's pathetic. He turned on his client like the one thing you're not supposed to do as a lawyer. Yeah, but look how sweaty and greasy that guy looks all the time. He's a rat. He was gonna turn yeah, I, I, it was Bill Maher. He said one of my favorite jokes about Michael Cohen. He said he, uh, he has the look on his face like a rat trying to escape a toilet. <laughs> You're the lawyer I ask for a recommendation for a good lawyer. <laughs> He's you know? gross. He's just a slimy guy who's getting publicity. He's no different different than Stormy Daniels and Michael Avenetti, who I assume all of these people are in prison at this point or served and are out. What happened to Avenetti? He was oh, a hero. Cur- I was just thinking, cur- dude, curveball. Democrats should run Avenetti. You could do Trump in a Georgia jail, Avenetti in a New York jail, <laughs> and have them run against each other. <laughs> <laughs> Call it prison break 2024. Winner gets out. Winner gets a pardon.
wacky time we're in. Uh, the the Trump stuff is just outrageous, and it's kind of funny that with all the Hamas, uh, or I'm sorry, all the Gaza Strip stuff going on, they don't refer to it as anything Hamas now. It's just the atrocities on Gaza. Uh, oh, you the know, Palestinians. Yeah, you know, you'd be hard pressed now to find anything sensational about Trump or these court situations. I I've Notice they're in the thumbnails down below on like the AP and the NPR. Uh, they they just they have other more humanitarian things to discuss, which is good. Uh, we're distracted. Do you know why I think the left is acting the way they're acting with Hamas and Palestine? I I cannot figure it out, man. I'm not oh, kidding. This is this is gonna blow your mind because right now the what do the the narrative on the left is you have to separate. Hamas from the innocent Palestinians, right? They're That's doing right. that because they're foreseeing what's coming down the pipeline, and eventually it's going to be, oh, you have to separate the democratic political leaders from the people. Wow. <laughs> wow. You know what I mean? I, when I, when the, sh- when the shit really starts it. to hit the fan about these transies and, like, you know, crime and black people are actually doing way worse than they were. You know, that's actually a great take. I never really considered that. To be totally honest, have to, uh, separate the people from the political leader. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I mean, you you, you people voted for them. The you left, voted for them. No, they. I mean, these people they love their agenda. They're all about it, and I I think this whole Hamas thing is just going to be used to further demonize and villainize people on the right honestly uh we now have you know a group of individuals you know that we could kind of link maga country to and if you think i'm wrong we'll just go check out the view so that's what's going on now go ahead sonny you want to say something no, I just, I, you know, I, I look at this from a legal perspective, and I think that we all know that Hamas has been designated uh, a terror organization, just like many other terror organizations have had this designation, like the Proud Boys here in the United States. Um, but, but I do think that what we need to remember is... Uh, yeah, you know, Hamas, like the Proud Boys, you know? Okay. Like that well, Enrico Tario the... guy. I was just about to say, this is the best news I've heard all week about Hamas. This means they're going to get at least 22 years in prison when they do get captured. Oh, yeah! Yeah, I was afraid they were going to capture them, give them some easy Democrat sentences. No, we're going to give them Proud Boy sentences. Oh, I was hoping maybe we'd go the other way and we would release all the Jan 6th rioters who we've kept in prison for these uh, few years and, you know, uh, consider them political prisoners. No. Right? Maybe people who've been oppressed. No, no. we don't care about MAGA support. Yeah. <laughs> See? No. Dude, that is so ignorant, man. You're going to compare Proud Boys to Hamas? How can you let me do ask that? You, let me ask you this, uh, Sonny. How many rockets do the Proud Boys own? <laughs> How many up-armored vehicles? 50 caliber weapons. Anything? Okay, then I think they're a little bit different. Actually, you just pointed out the idiocy of our ranking system in America where Proud Boys and Hamas have the same ranking, same label. (laughs) That's absurd. 
let's say, for their argument's sake, Proud Boys are behind Jan 6th. Okay. How many people died on Jan 6th at the moment? On Jan 6th? Well, one person. Oh, but <laughs> Ashley Babbitt, right. 38-year-old f- former Army? Marine? I can't remember. Air Force. Air Force? All right. Okay. All right, so that was the one casualty on Jan 6th. And it happened no, to be... don't forget the cop that died the next day of the stroke. Oh, and then the other okay. cop who died of the heart attack three months later? No, no, <laughs> he killed himself in August. <laughs> <laughs> he killed himself because of the... Frank, is not funny. He killed himself because of the tragedy he experienced on January 6th. You're right. The more I think about it, these proud boys, they're no different than Hamas! <laughs> up, up, up. It was also two or three overdoses. Wow, God! In how, the crowd at January. How do these proud boys live with themselves? Unreal. Yeah. They're no yeah. different than this group of people who just massacred innocent civilians and raped women and beheaded children. Uh, same guys. How many? Thirteen hundred died. <laughs> uh, did you see them take down the barricades on January sixth? Dude, Hamas is the Proud Boys, man. There's no difference, dude. No difference. Uh, January 6th, the security let them in, and these guys did not, I repeat, did not follow the velvet rope. <laughs> Hamas. <laughs> they must work for Hamas. <laughs> Extremists. <laughs> Damn terrorists. They don't respect our rights. Uh, they were cleaning up muddy footprints for weeks. <laughs> Terrible. It's insult to the nation. Oh man! So uh, I just wanted to sneak. I thought that was a funny one. Well, I want to sneak in quickly. Uh, I don't usually do obituaries. All right, we don't do this often on the show. I'm not big on it, but I'm interested in it, and I'm I'm gonna tell you why at the end here. It's a quick one. Finally tonight, we want to take a moment to remember actor, author, and entrepreneur Suzanne Somers. In the 1970s, she lit up the TV screen in Three's Company. Well, this is typical getting a girl pregnant. Only a man would do a thing like that. (laughs) She was a fan favorite and got some of the show's biggest laughs, but she was later fired after asking to be paid the same as her co-star, John Ritter. Summers later earned hundreds of millions selling the Thigh Master, remember that, and publishing dozens of health and wellness books. The third star of Three's Company, Joyce DeWitt, told People Magazine today that her heart goes out to Suzanne's family. Her longtime friend, Barry Manilow, said she was the sister I never had. Suzanne Barry Summers Manilow died of still alive? cancer, I know, his friends weird. and family on Sunday. It was the day before her 77th birthday. Okay, so again. Oh, we, she was pretty young. Uh, yes, she was. And here's what's interesting. What they didn't talk about which I found the most fascinating part about Suzanne Summers, and none of the mainstream media wanted to discuss it. She was diagnosed with breast cancer in 2001 or 2, I, I don't remember the exact uh, year, it was 20, roughly 20 plus years ago. And she famously at the time publicly decided to forego chemotherapy and decided to pursue holistic natural healing of her cancer and she beat the cancer. Wow. Yes. And the news did not like it. The media never discussed it. It was never celebrated. And this is a woman who they just described as being famous, famous for selling health books and how to be healthy, yet 
in none of these obituaries or anything that I saw on the news did they discuss how she beat cancer naturally, holistically. Well, I think the, the cancer won. Well, this is why I wanted to bring it up, because this is the Dude Man podcast, and you know me, I'm a tinfoil hack conspiracy theorist. This woman naturally was able to beat the cancer the first time in a remission a second time 10 years ago, but then what was rolled out to the general public here over the last couple of years, and what disease has been wiping people out at turbo speed the last couple of years? You know, I think no matter what holistic energy or, you know, health course you follow to fight cancer, it's possible whatever is in these mRNA vaccines, Mm. we just don't stand a chance, man. Eh, Maybe. I'm just saying, young. She died young. She was a health nut. She was able to beat cancer multiple times. Uh, 77... I'm just Thank saying, you. couple remissions, be to, you know, big on the health stuff. I'm, again, I'm willing to secede the, hey, 77, that's a life well lived, right? Congratulations. You made it uh, at this Plus point. you had cancer 20 years ago? That's what I'm I mean, saying. That's... You rocked out. That's great. And what a heroic yeah. story. In fact, I'm shocked, mostly, that it just wasn't celebrated on a major level that she was able to live Outlive cancer for 20 years by treating it naturally. Everybody always wants yeah. to go into the chemo. And everyone's always very afraid to follow some sort of natural course. But they exist. People yeah. are afraid of that. We, you know, we're, we want to just blindly follow the science. and, and you know. yeah, They'll make a movie about it in 10 years. Uh, Matthew McConaughey will be in it. He'll probably win an Emmy, and then we'll all forget about it. You're right. He'll <laughs> actually play Suzanne uh, Summers. It'll be... <laughs> Kind of looks like her now that I think about it. You know, put a little <laughs> lipstick on there. Yeah. I was thinking, I was thinking he'd play Barry. <laughs> you got to see these pictures of Barry Manilow. Dude. Holy shit, dude! Forget the foreskin. This guy's just rubbing Korean dick on his face every day. <laughs> this guy is eighty, and he's trying to pull off like a twenty-year-old face, dude. You got to see. <laughs> It's so funny. No, Barry Manilow, I'm positive, killed the original Barry Manilow, skinned him, and then put that oh, skin yes. onto oh, his own a, body. Fucking, <laughs> no joke, dude, you must be looking at the same pictures I'm looking at. I was literally thinking he cut his face off and like had it refurbished or something and then put back on. Because... He found the time machine, went back in time, killed younger him, skinned him, and then put his skin onto him. You gotta watch these videos of like <laughs> just him talking, even with no sound. I'm not even listening to the sound. I'm just watching him talk, oh, yeah. sm- try to smile. No, there's Jesus no. He's, he's been plasticized, but I give it to him because he still looks like Barry Manilow. Same thing with the, he's got the Dolly Parton thing going on. Have you seen Dolly Parton? She hasn't changed in like 40 years, right? Yeah, I guess. Dude, the hair plugs, the fake hair. The, the Oh, he's all yeah. in, though, dude. He decided Oof. I'm going all in, you know? And I'm oh, okay with it. It's not worth it. Oh, Wayne Newton did the same thing. Have you seen Wayne Newton, man? No. Is he still alive? <laughs> he's still doing shows in Vegas. No way. Dude. In yes. Vegas, Wayne I, Newton? I swear. I like From so- Vegas vacation. Yes, you can still see Wayne Newton in Vegas. I'm almost certain the man is still performing. Or he's dead. There's no I don't know. Way. COVID, the oh, lockdowns. Frankie died in 2004. <laughs> 
Oh, the motherfucker's still alive. Holy shit. I swear, I listened to an interview. 81 years old. Dude, he was, did an interview on Adam Carolla like six months ago. I, I listened to the whole thing. I was so infatuated with it. It was so interesting. The guy's lived. He's been performing since he was like a kid. Like You he, realize this guy, no enough, they lived next to each other. They would have been in high school together. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I swear, dude. I think he's still performing live in Vegas. Like, almost nightly. I'm not kidding you, man. The dude- Holy shit! August 29, <laughs> 2023. Like, two months ago. Wayne Newton extends his Flamingo Las Vegas residency <laughs> into 2024. Wow. What a machine, man. Man. Everything on this guy's face is fake. Even everything. The, forehead. the whole shit. thing. No, it's pure plastic. But I'm into this it. Guy, I'm, I'm okay with that. This guy got a forehead implant. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Can you uh, get Nancy Pelosi's boob guy and have him do my forehead for me? <laughs> I think he did, yeah. His forehead looks 18. Everything else is 15. <laughs> Don't touch the face. Just the forehead. You gotta make, forehead. make, make this baby shine for me, right? <laughs> I really love this girl named April. She wouldn't date me because of my forehead. <laughs> no, I'll never let it age. Man, it's so shiny, dude. He, like, polishes that puppy. Man. That's a good, solid forehead, dude. Yeah. And the hair. He's still got, the, like, those are definitely some excellent plugs, right? Oh, the plugs are fantastic. You could tell even the doctor was like, no, sir, I do not touch the forehead. <laughs> I'm assuming he went to Asia. He must uh, be in touch with, uh, what's her name? The Roberts guy. <laughs> I can't think of her name. <laughs> My God, this is crazy. Who's the chick with the foreskins? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Something Roberts. Oh, I can't think of her name. Not Julia Roberts. Michelle Roberts? No, Julia Roberts? Yeah. No, no, Sandra Bullock. It's Sandra Bullock's. Uh, oh, Sandra Bullock. Yeah. Sandra Bullock's Korean foreskin guy. He spends about a year's worth of foreskin just on Wayne Newton's forehead. <laughs> That's why they call it a forehead, right? There will never be a foreskin in Korea again because they're all going to Wayne Newton's forehead. It's the foreskin head. That's what it is. It's incredible. Yeah. I don't know how he did it, but he invented time travel and just put his forehead. <laughs> I like the idea of having the plastic surgeon just do the head. Like just, just do the forehead. Just the forehead. Oh, the face is iconic. Can't touch this. <laughs> <laughs> but I need this baby to look young. <laughs> my face. What's wrong with my face? It's perfect. But look at this forehead. It's a disaster. He's he's definitely had his cheeks stapled in like a million times. You could see him no, and Vandal. Like, yeah. The labes, the cheeks, the nose, the teeth. God, the teeth are just like it's so bright. <laughs> Holy shit. Dude, there's two things shining. All you see is forehead and teeth. But dude, you're 80. Like, would we rather see true 80 year old Wayne Newton or this, you know, 80 year old Wayne Newton? I I think we we're more appreciative of this Wayne Newton, right? Oh yeah. I'm gonna I go did see hear the best joke the out. other day. It was from this uh, Korean comedian where he said uh, he's sick of old people telling him to not get tattoos because it's not gonna age well. Oh yeah. He's like, I've never heard anybody say, "Damn, I'd fuck your grandma," but that's a gross tattoo. <laughs> It like makes me think of Wayne Newton. You know, you do all this work to the face. Guarantee you take your clothes off, dude. You got eighty year old balls. You know, you never like, know. Christ, he's got dude. a lot of money. Maybe he's just oh, done man, a lot yeah. of work, right? Like all up and Maybe down. Maybe he had a forehead balls guy. 
forehead balls guy. Maybe Nancy Pelosi's, Pelosi's guy only does tits and balls. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing else. He works on all the elites, just the tits and the balls. He does know how unusual it is to be loved, though, so he did work on that forehead. You're right, yes. He made an exception, but he made him like Nancy's tits. And it's why uh, it explains, actually, why Mitch McConnell's neck looks like balls. See, uh, that's uh, what happened there. He went to the wrong guy. (laughs) 